My soul is thirsty. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord God, for this time in your presence again. New every morning is your love. We wake up to Christ, and it is proof that you are a faithful God. Lord, it is proof, Lord, that your covenant, Lord, has not been broken. This morning, as I see the sun rise, Lord, I know your covenant is still working. So I give you praise this morning as the covenant-keeping God, as the God who watches over his word so that he will perform them. Jesus, I bless your name. Be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, for your love for us, for paying the price on the cross, Lord, for us, for making it possible for us to be able to come into the presence of the Father this morning, to be able to love him from the depths of our hearts. Lord, we worship you this morning. We declare, Lord, be glorified. We declare, Lord, be exalted. We declare this morning from the depths of our hearts that we love you. Thank you, precious Lord. In your presence, Lord, the word says there is fullness of joy. So we pray this morning, Lord, let our hearts, Lord, be filled with your joy. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in your presence today, as we read and fellowship with you, Lord, cause us to change. Help us to learn in your presence. But let your name alone be glorified. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome. Good morning, afternoon, and evening to you, wherever it is you are listening. I am Murphy Eyenike, sharing devotion with you. Today, uh, we begin a new book. Yesterday, we concluded the book of Nehemiah. Today, we start a new book, the book of Esther. So, um, I think apart from the story of um, the New Test, the, the Gospel, I should say, uh, okay, so I think Esther is the one book of the Bible that has been uh, shaped into into many movies, okay? So a lot of people would have maybe at least watched the movie of Esther, okay? Very, 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 very exciting story. This one will teach you a lot about courage, will teach you a lot about being resilient in the face in the face of in the face of trouble and yes this one will teach you a good lesson about listening listening to god very very trickish lesson about paying attention to what god tells you to do all right please get your bibles esther is very short it's just 10 10 10 chapters so we'll look at the possibility of finishing the book of esther by this time tomorrow Get your Bibles. Let's read to get together. Esther chapter 1 says, This event happened in the days of King Xerxes, who reigned over 127 provinces stretching from India to Ethiopia. So this event happened under Xerxes. So we know that after Nebuchadnezzar, then we had Cyprus. After Cyprus, we had Xerxes and then after Zexis, and then we had Darius, okay? So, very easy for us to know how the events of Ezra, Nehemiah, 
and then now Esther, Agai, Zachariah. Obviously, Zachariah came first, okay, and because he was instructed by Cyprus, that first king, to go to Cy sorry Cyrus, that king, to go and rebuild, you know, uh, the temple. Very important. So Esther's event is happening during the time of Xerxes. Tells you that Esther was carried from Judah, right? Was carried from Judah by Nebuchadnezzar to Babylon. It says that at that time Xerxes ruled his empire from his royal throne at the fortress of Susa. In the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials. He invited all the military officers of Persia and Media as well as the princes and nobles of the provinces. The celebration lasted 180 days, a tremendous display of opulence, opulence wealth of his empire and the pomp and splendor of his majesty. So this guy was just displaying how glorious, you know, that empire. And I'm telling you, that empire was truly massive. Did you hear that all the way from Ethiopia, you know, to, to India, all the way from Africa, you know, to, to Asia, uh, these guys literally ruled the world. Verse 5 says that when it was all, all over, the king gave a banquet for all the people, for, from the greatest to the least, who were in the, in, in the fortresses of, fortress of Susa. It lasted for seven days and was held, held in the courtyard of the, of the palace garden. The courtyard, was, the courtyard was beautifully decorated with white cotton, uh, cut, uh, cotton cotton curtains and blue angles, which were uh, fastened with white linen cord and purple ribbons to, to silver rings embedded in marble marble uh, pillars, gold and silver couch, uh, couches stood on a mosaic pavement of uh, man this guy was just pop free a uh, marble mother of pearl and other costly stones i'm telling you this guy i think the only person i see <laughs> i can compare this guy with is solomon yes this guy loved uh enjoyment yes he wanted to enjoy himself seven says drink Drinks were served in good goblets of many designs, and there was an abundance of royal wine reflecting the king's generosity. By edicts uh, of the king, no limits were placed on the drinking, for the king had instructed all his palace officials to serve each man as much as he wanted. At the same time, the queen, Vashti, gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. So this one would not have looked like a problem, but obviously it was. You could see that the king first threw a party about himself, you know, and then from the high and the rich and the mighty in the land, and now he has thrown one, you know, for, for the poor people and just the general people in the land, all his other citizens. At the same time, the queen is throwing, the queen Vashti, is throwing her own banquet or party you know for women in the royal palace of king Xerxes. so this uh, will begin to cause problem between the two of them verse 10 says that on the seventh day of the feast when king Xerxes was in high spirit because of the wine he told the seven eunuchs who attended him may human bista habona bigta bigta and abagta 
Zetar and Carcass to bring King Vashti to him with the royal crown on her head. He wanted the nobles and all the other men to gaze on her beauty, for she was very, uh, she was very, she was a very beautiful woman. But when they conveyed the king's order to Queen Vashti, she refused to come. This made the king furious and he burned with anger. Remember that she was organizing her own party. You know, so I can just imagine when the news came, it would have been like, I shouldn't the king have informed me that he was going to invite me so that I could get ready myself. You know, how would I go before other people like this and be looking all, all dirty and like that? You know, that was Vashti's thinking, you know, but the king was drunk, so he was not thinking straight. straight. So, of course, the king is angry. Uh, 13 says he immediately consulted with his wise, his wise advisors who knew all the passion, law, and custom, for he always asked their advice. The names of these men were Karkesh, Kashina, uh, Shita, Admata, Tashish, Meres, Masena, and uh, Memukan, seven nobles of Persia and Media. They met with the king regularly and held the highest position in the empire. So note these seven guys, okay? Uh, this is where eventually uh, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel the prophet will rise, it will, will rise to. So these seven um, nobles were also uh, with with King Cyrus when he gave that order, you know, to um, to Zerubbabel to go and rebuild, go and rebuild the temple. Okay, so um, these were the highest positions in the empire. Fifteen. That what must be done to Queen Vashti? The king demanded. What penalty does the law provide for a queen who refuses to obey the king's orders? Uh, properly sent uh, through his eunuchs, uh, Memukan answered the king and his nobles queen vashti has wronged not only the king uh, but also every noble and citizen throughout your empire uh, women everywhere will begin to despise their husband when they learn that queen vashti has refused to appear before the king and i'm telling you uh, this might look like uh, why are you taking this far yes uh, but it is the truth okay uh, remember uh, the anointing they say flows from the head they say when a fish is going to rot in it starts from the head yes so um, once the leader is doing something you can be sure that it is only a matter of time it's going to find its way you know to, to the followers so if the leader can say I'm not going to do what my husband says then it's only a matter of time you will see the same thing happen you know to all that people in the kingdom so uh, they say no we are, don't forgive her because she was going to influence other women in the kingdom you know to follow suit he says before this day is out the wives of all the king's nobles throughout Persia and media will hear what the queen did and will start treating their husbands the same way there will be no end to their contempt and anger so if it pleases it if it pleases the king we suggest that you issue a written decree a law of the Persians and Medes that cannot be revoked so it is this kind of law that was used that was given to Zerubbabel to go and re start rebuilding the temple it is an edict okay a law 
a decree of the of of the passions and midis that cannot be re revoked it should order the queen vashti uh, uh, be forever banished from the presence of king Xerxes. i don't know though this is quite harsh anyway and that the king should choose another queen more worthy than she when this decree is published throughout the king's vast empire, husbands everywhere, whatever their rank, rank, will receive proper respect from their wives. The king and his nobles thought this made good sense, so he followed Memukan's counsel. And I'm telling you, Memukan is just okay of doing something on his own, but unknowingly bringing to pass what God has always promised the children of Israel. Wherever the sole of their feet treads on, they would overcome. And that is exactly what Esther would be able to do. So the Bible says that he sent letters to all parts of the empire, to each province in its own strict uh, script and language, proclaiming that every man should be uh, the ruler of his own home and should say whatever he pleases. Okay, so of course, during this time, um, <laughs> the, the culture of this time usually makes the man the husband. Remember, not just it's just not just men, okay. Uh, it is specifically talking to husbands, okay? So it's not that uh, men generally, you can just walk up to anybody's wife and talk to her anyhow, okay? But in the context of marriage, it gave men more rights than women, okay? And it, I, I guess it's the same with the Jewish culture also. All right, let, let's read, read chapter 2. It says, But after Zex's anger had subsided, he began thinking about Vashti and, and what she had done and the decree he had made. So his personal attendant suggested, Let us search the empire to find a beautiful young virgins for the king. Let the king appoint agents in each province to bring these beautiful young women into the royal harem at the fortress of Susa. Egai, the king's eunuch in charge of the harem, will see that they are all given beauty, beauty treatments. After that, the young women who most pleases the king will be made queen instead of Vashti. This advice was very appealing to the king, obviously. Very appealing to the king, so he put uh, the plan into effect. At that time, uh, there was a Jewish man in the fortress of Susa, whose name was Mordecai, son of Jair. He was from the tribe of Benjamin and was a descendant of Kish and Shimea. Okay, so by now you should already be understanding. Okay, so when we're reading Nehemiah and you saw that Mordecai there, that Mordecai we read about is this same Mordecai, okay? He is from the tribe of Benjamin, okay, and a descendant of Kish. In other words, he is related. He is related to King Saul. So, yes, to Kish and Shimei. His family had been among those who with King Jehoashin of Judah had been exiled from Jerusalem uh, to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. This man had a very beautiful and lovely young cousin, a name Adasa. Yes, so that is the name of Esther actually, Adasa, who was also called Esther. When her father and mother died, Mordecai adopted her into his family and raised her as his own daughter. As a result of the king's decree, Esther, along with with many other young women was uh, was brought to the king's harem at the fortress of Susa and placed in Agai's care. 
Agai was very impressed with Esther and treated her kindly. He quickly ordered a special menu for her and provided her with beauty treatment. So yes, they might have by now known about what happened with Daniel, Shadrach, and Meshach and Abednego, who refused to eat of the king's delicacies. So that happened before what is before Esther's. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar was before Esther. So. The Bible says he gave her a special menu for her and provided so because usually Jews will refuse, you know, to eat all the meat and all the, the various things that, that the kings were offering. Instead, they would rather be on a diet of vegetables, okay? And I'm telling you, it made them very healthy. He also assigned her seven maids specially chosen from the king's palace and he moved her and her maids into the best place in the harem. Esther had not told anyone of her nationality and family background because Mordecai had, had, had directed her not to do so. So Mordecai, being very, very smart, knew that as soon as some people found out that she was a Jew, I'm telling you, they would do everything to see that she did not become the queen. 11 says every day Mordecai would take a walk near the courtyard of the harem to find out about Esther and what was happening to her. Before each young woman was taken to the king's bed, she was given the, the prescribed 12 months of beauty treatment, six months with oil of myrrh, followed by six months with special perfumes and ointment. When it was time for her to go to the king's palace, she was given her choice of whatever clothing or jewelry as she wanted to take from the harem. That evening, she was taken to the king's private rooms, and the next morning, she was brought to the second harem, where the king's wives, wives lived. There, as she would be under the care of Shahash guards, the king's eunuch, in charge of the concubines. She would never go to the king again unless he had especially enjoyed her and requested her by name. Esther was the daughter of Abihel, who was Mordecai's uncle. Mordecai had adopted his younger cousin Esther. When it was Esther's turn to go to the king, she accepted the advice of Egai, the eunuch in charge of the harem. She asked for nothing except what he suggested, and she was admired by everyone who saw her. Okay, so I'm sure Egai knew what impresses the king okay so he especially made sure that the advice he had given her because she listened to him uh, she she was already looking like what the king would admire maybe the king was not so impressed with those who wore so many jewelries and were looking so artificial maybe maybe but a guy knew okay so let's go on 16 says esther was taken to king Xerxes at the royal at the royal palace in early winter of the seventh year of his reign mm, so very interesting the seventh year of his reign and the king the king loved esther more than any of the other young women he was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head and declared her queen instead of vashti so immediately without even thinking too long he makes her the queen sharp sharp yes he was that impressed with her 
it's next verses to celebrate the occasion he gave a great banquet in esther's honor for all his nobles and officials declaring a public holiday for the for the provinces and giving generous gifts to everyone 19 even after all the young women had been transferred to the second harem and mordecai had become a palace of a palace official Esther continued to keep her family background and nationality a secret. She was still following Mordecai's direction, just as as she did when she lived in his home. And I'm telling you, this was what saved her. Because if the people that were conspiring against the Jews knew that she was a Jew, yes, maybe they would have been a little bit more careful, but they would have known exactly what to do to get her in trouble. If Vashti you know, could be removed from being queen, surely she too could have been removed from being queen. It says that one day, verse 21, as Mordecai was on duty at the king's gate, two of the king's eunuchs, uh, Bictana and Teresh, who were guards at the door of the king's private quarters, became angry at King Xerxes and plotted to assassinate him. Can you imagine? But Mordecai heard about the plot and gave the information to Queen Esther. She then told the king about it and gave Mordecai credit for, for the report. So smart girl, okay? So when an investigation was made and Mordecai's story was found to be true, the, true, the two men were impaled on a sharpened pole. This was all recorded in the book of the history of King Xerxes' reign. And I'm telling you, this you see this one small thing that Mordecai did, uh, this one small thing that Mordecai, maybe by chance, just fell into, we save, we save the entire Jew, Jewish uh, people that were living in Babylon at that time. Alright, let's go to uh, chapter 3. It says, sometime later, King Xerxes promoted Aman, son of Amidata the Agite, over all the uh, all over all the other nobles, making him the most powerful officials in official in the empire. So, if you read that, it might have not meant anything to you, but if you were a Bible student, you would have known that this Agite or, or anyone who is an Agatite, Agagite, uh, is then related or at the least you know from um it's at the least is from among those whom god had warned the children of israel to destroy so yes this agag i'm sure you you've not forgotten king agad that samuel told saul to kill and saul wanted to to spare and then spare you know spared the king it's that is that's his relative okay so that's his relative and you will see that this person haven't become you know the most powerful official in the empire would decide that aha uh-huh, maybe you guys killed my you killed maybe my great grandfather great 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 grandfather great grandfather and some of my relatives i will show you guys too verse 2 says all the king's officials would bow down before Amman and uh, not to show him respect whenever he passed by for the king had commanded had, had commanded Mordecai refused to bow down or show him respect. So I'm sure Mordecai is wondering, look at this one that they would have killed. Eh? She because they spared, maybe they spared very little children and you survive. And now you are here, you know, prouding yourself. Okay now. 
Let's go on verse 3. It says, Then the palace officials at the king's gate asked Mordecai, Why are you disobeying the king's command? They spoke to him day after day, but still he refused to comply with the order. So they spoke to Amman about this to see if he would tolerate Mordecai's conduct. Since Mordecai had told them he was a Jew. Hmm. So I'm telling you, as soon as he hears that he's a Jew like this, Haman is set off immediately. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not bow down or show him respect, he was filled with rage. I'm telling you, you will learn something about rage today. What rage can push you to do? Because of the offense of one man, this guy decides that he was going to wipe out, okay, and a, a a people it was going to wipe out the jews because of the sins of one man or because one person did not bow to him but it wasn't just about you know, somebody bowing to him anyway it was about the fact that yes you know these people the jews were his enemies okay so he, he had made up his mind i'm going to deal with them six says he had learned of mordecai's nationality so he decided it was it was it was not enough to lay hands on mordecai alone instead he, he looked for a way to destroy all the Jews throughout the end the entire empire of Xerxes. So in the month of April. So imagine if he had found out that Esther Adassa was a Jew. Of course, of course, he would have then plotted, you know, uh, secretly to know how to remove her. So in the month of April, uh, during the twelfth year of King Xerxes' reign, lots were cast in Ammon's presence. The lots were called Purim. Purim to determine the best day and, and month to take action and the day selected was March 7 nearly a year later so I'm telling you uh, the Purim made it possible that a man was going to carefully and secretly you know dot begin continue to construct the plot it will take him one year but i'm telling you diligently this guy will almost succeed since then Amman approached king Xerxes and said there is a certain race of people scattered throughout through all the provinces of your empire who keep themselves separate from everyone else their laws are different from those of any other people and they refuse to obey the laws of the king so it is not in the king's interest to let them to let them live it is not in the king's interest to let them live if it pleases the king issue a decree that they be destroyed and i will give 10000 large sacks of silver to the government administrator to be deposited in the royal treasury I don't understand what is that supposed to be a bribe to the king but king Xerxes falls for it he says the king agreed confirming his decision by removing his signet ring from his finger and giving it to Ammon son of Amidatar the Ag Agagite the enemy of the Jews the king said the money and the people are both yours to do with as you see fit so on April 17th at 17, the king's uh, secretary was summoned and a decree was written exactly as Amman dictated. It was sent to the king's highest officers, the governors of the respective provinces and the nobles of each province uh, in their own scripts and languages. The decree was written in the name of King Xerxes and sealed with the king's signet ring. Dispatches were sent uh, by swift messengers 
into all the provinces of the empire, giving the order that all Jews, young and old, including women and children, must be killed, slaughtered, and annihilated on a single day. Mm. On a single day, everybody would have been killed. This was scheduled to happen on March 7. Of the next year so yes one year uh, I think the only mistake this guy just made was that he also gave enough time yes for the decree to have been countered yes so if anyone could just found out you will know that March 7 every Jew was going to be killed since March 7 of the next year the property of the Jews would be given to those who killed them a copy of this decree was to be issued as law in every province and proclaimed to all peoples so that they would be ready to do their duty on the appointed day at the king's command the decree went out by swift messengers and it was also proclaimed in the fortress of Susa then the king and Eman and Ammon uh, sat down to drink, but the city of Susa fell into com confusion. So the, the city fell into confusion because this is where you had majority of the Jews. Okay, this was where the majority of them were, and so they would have been confused. That wow, so this is how all of us is going to die. All right, let's try and finish this. Um, um, Esther chapter uh, Esther chapter four says that when Mordecai learned about all that had been done he tore his clothes put on bolab and ashes yes this is how jews usually mourn and went into the city crying with a loud and bitter wail he went as far as the gates the gates of the palace for no one was allowed to enter the palace gate while wearing cl clothes of mourning as and as news of the king's decree reached all the provinces uh, there was great mourning among the jews they fasted wept wailed and many people lay in bolab and ashes when king esther esther's maid and eunuchs came and told her about mordecai she was deeply distressed she sent clothing to him uh, to replace the bolab but he refused it then esther sent for Atash, one of the king's eunuch who had been appointed as her attendant she ordered him to she ordered him to go to Mordecai and find out what was troubling him and why he was in mourning so Atash as went out to Mordecai in the square in front of the palace gate Mordecai told told him the whole story including the exact amount of money Amman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai gave Atash a copy of the decree. So, <clears throat> smart guy, only God knows where he got it from. But yes, he got he had gotten a hand on a copy of the decree and he gave it you know, to Atash so that at least Esther would have known beyond every reasonable that she didn't need to go and ask her husband she would have seen the decree herself so yes Mordecai gave Atash a copy of the decree issued in Susa that called for the death of all Jews he asked Atash to show it to Esther and explain the situation to her he also asked Atash attach uh, to the direct uh, to go to the king to beg for mercy and plead for her people so Atash returned to Esther with Mordecai's message hmm. then Esther told Atash to go back and relay this message to Mordecai all the king's officials and even the people in the province provinces know that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold 
scepter and the king has not called for me to come to him for 30 days so Athash gave Esther's message to Mordecai and I'm telling you Esther was you know um, not necessarily afraid she was just pointing out something that was obvious okay if she had not point out this particular point and you know, position and had gone into the presence of the king like that it would have been ruled and i'm telling you the king maybe would have disposed of her or removed her but mordecai not understanding replied in verse 13 mordecai sent this reply to esther don't think for a moment that because you are in the palace you will escape when when all when all other jews are killed if you keep quiet at a time like this deliverance and relief for the jews will arise from some other place but you and your relatives will die who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this and i'm telling you very beautiful who knows whether you are where you are you are a father you are a mother you are a government government official you are a senator you are the president for such a time like this so powerful message to esther and i'm telling you you will see esther's response it says then esther sent this reply to mordecai go and gather together all the jews of susa and fast for me do not eat or drink for three days nine at uh, three days night or day my maids and i will do the same and then though it is against the law i will go in to see the king if i must die i must die hmm. so mordecai went away and did everything as esther ordered him wow all right so we'll stop the story uh, uh reading here today and continue tomorrow i don't know about you but i didn't feel like stopping because uh, the story was so exciting and action-packed so yes like i said if you've not watched the movie of esther you might want to go and get one today uh, to watch it's quite interesting and amazing so what are the lessons you know we can take from today i think for me one is courage yes courage on esther's part courage you know to be able to face danger so um esther had to take her life in her hand unless our people would have been destroyed and i think that's one thing we can pray for but i'm telling you i'm all i also admire the humility of esther you know despite the fact that she was a queen she could have been eating i don't know whether it would have been possible for anyone to have touched her but yes i'm sure she would have been saved i want us to pray Father, give me courage. Yes, help me to be humble like Esther in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, give me courage. Help me to be humble in the precious name of Jesus. Will you say that prayer for yourself? Pray that every conspiracy against you will fail in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. I pray for everyone today. Lord, as we go through today, your will will be done in our lives. Your name will be glorified in the precious name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Let this be a blessed day for everyone. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Enjoy your day.